How I Made My Two Rival Players Cry at the Table This is the story of two young adventurers named Blaze and Ekben. Blaze, played by me, was a fire Ganassi sorcerer, a young noble fleeing a ruined country in a tragic past, with nothing left but his magic and his pride. Ekben, played by my friend B, was an even younger Yuan T druid, an innocent soul with a passion for cooking, who wanted to explore a bold new world. The setting was an original world invented by our DM, called Aegis. Aegis is a new continent on the far side of a one-way trip through a giant magic portal. Crossing the portal to this new world is only for the brave, curious, or desperate. Blaze, an angry, lonely young noble, came to escape his past, but refused to let go of it. He carried himself with the poise and arrogance of someone convinced his blood was naturally richer than others. Ekvin was a fresh-faced druid who loved cooking for people and set out to discover new foods and recipes the world had never seen. When they met, Blaze didn't think much of Ekvin because of his weak magical abilities and talents fit for a servant. Ekvin didn't think much of Blaze because of his attitude and disregard for common people. When they were both assigned to the flying airship of the Adventuring Guild fleet, the Leviathan, they made do and formed a party with a few others, who had also arrived on the same day as them. When that ship was shot down and crashed into a mountain, Ekvin was the only surviving cook, making him the acting head chef of the guild's flagship. He was happy to hold it over Blaze's head that he was now a higher rank within the guild than Blaze was, and could give him orders. This naturally got under Blaze's skin, and their relationship only got worse from there. As time went on, they would needle each other at every opportunity, with Blaze using fire magic to burn Ekvin's cooking, and Ekvin making an effort to embarrass Blaze in front of other nobles. Through various quests and battles, they fought and survived side by side, slowly gaining respect for each other's ability to fight, still resenting one another all the way. After losing two party members and nearly Ekvin as well, to a fight with a red dragon, they were pushed to the brink of death when they were immediately attacked by a predatory airship, captained by a necromancer who had killed and enthralled the rest of the surviving crew of the Leviathan. After narrowly surviving, our two heroes' sour relationship almost came to bloodshed, when Ekvin refused to give Blaze a healing potion, unless Blaze asked him nicely. Luckily, the ship they had just defeated was being chased by an airship from a nation on a floating island called Volthold. What remained of the party hitched a ride to Volthold with this new airship, and made two new friends from among the crew. When they arrived on the flying island, with new companions and a new mission to oppose the nation that had sent the necromancer after them, Blaze decided if he wanted to live, he should put his pride aside for once. As a peace offering, Blaze wanted to teach Ekvin a recipe from his home country. They stood over a stove that night, on a flying island in a strange land very far from home, trying together to cook a dish that could heal a broken bond of trust. After Ekvin put his heart into it, Blaze went for a taste only to realize it tasted nothing like he remembered. At first he wanted to blame Ekvin, insisting he must have made it wrong, mock him for being a head chef by default. Ekvin waited patiently, confidently, knowing his cooking could reach the heart of any living creature even that of a stuck-up, hot-headed prince from a country he had never heard of. At that moment, Blaze remembered why he had shared this recipe with Ekman in the first place. So he told him what he wanted to hear. The stew tasted just like home. It was the best thing he had eaten since he left. Ekman, being the kinder and more trusting of the two since the beginning, was happy to put their feud to rest. After all, all he really wanted was to make food that people could enjoy, something Blaze had been too arrogant to realize. But now, finally, after cooking this meal together, they were ready to set out into this strange land, not just as guild members, but as friends. The next day, they left Volthold on the same airship they arrived with for an expedition to an ancient elven ruin, where they hoped to recover powerful magic artifacts. There, they faced various deadly traps, like they had never seen before. 
Eventually, Ekman found himself stuck in a hallway full of swinging blades, whose triggers were seemingly impossible to avoid. It was especially hard for the Yuan Ti, as the magic artifact he wielded produced clones of himself that only took up more space, and clumsily triggered more traps. But with a newly won friendship in his heart, Blaze used his newly acquired flying spell to lift up Ekven and fly him away from the danger unharmed, earnestly relieved to have been able to help him for once. At the end of the ancient dungeon, the party found themselves face to face with a Dracolich. Unlike their last dragon battle, this time it was Blaze who was nearly killed, and Ekman who brought him back from the brink of death. It seemed like the sky was the limit now that these two young men could rely on each other. They returned to Volthold with a bounty of dragon treasure. When they returned, high on victory and newfound friendship, the party signed up for the local tournament. They would battle two other teams of warriors for golden treasures like they had never seen before. This bunch of dragon slayers assumed they couldn't be beaten, so Blaze and the others placed large bets on themselves and joined the fray. What they faced was a squad of gnomes, and a party of five that mirrored their own. The Yuan Ti's ability to clone himself proved enormously useful. At the start of the battle, as he cast entanglement on both enemy teams at once, and summoned a squad of bears to divert the enemy's attention. While the rest of the party dealt with various threats, Ekvin, the weakest member, controlled almost the entirety of the battlefield by being everywhere at once. As the battle entered the final phase, Blaze traded deadly spells in midair with a warforged wizard until he had the opportunity to take cover and get some help healing from one of his friend's four clones that were giving support. Meanwhile, in the center of the arena, the original Ekvin and two other party members were still fighting the wizard and the warrior warforged pair. After narrowly avoiding what seemed like a killing blow from the wizard, Ekvin's luck finally ran out. The warrior landed a devastating critical blow that practically reduced the young druid to dust. Blaze, who was still being healed by the clone, had no idea. The other two party members struck down the wizard and warrior, and Blaze flew out from behind his cover to finish off the last remaining enemy. He was being held in place by yet another Ekvin clone. Due to the nature of the magic artifact that created the clones, they would remain summoned for 24 hours unless they reached slain. With the help of his friend, Blaze flew up to the restrained opponent and won the battle with a devastating spell. The party gathered in the center of the arena with the screaming crowd chanting their names, demanding they be rewarded for such an excellent display. Each party member took their turn choosing a new magic artifact prize and proceeding towards the exit. Blaze, still arrogant at heart, took the longest, wanting to soak up the long overdue adulation. But then as he began to inspect the array of possible prizes, his eyes drifted to his party, to the Ekvin clones gathered near the exit, having mischievously taken a prize each. Blaze counted them. One, two, three, four. Only four. He looked at the two who had been with him in the center. The empty look in their eyes told him what he was terrified to know. The four magical imitations of Ekvin were the last he would ever see of him. The friend he had known for so long but had only just come to cherish was gone. Blaze, for just one rare moment, forgot his past, forgot his prideful posturing, forgot his noble Ganassi blood. As he stood on the center podium, in the middle of an arena with riches being piled upon him and hundreds of common folk chanting his name, he felt more alone than ever. For all the glory and treasures he had won since he came to this new world, the only thing he wanted now was the friend he had lost. And that is when Ekman's player and our barbarian player teared up, and we ended the session. Okay, but please tell me that Ekman is going to come back, right? You can end this budding friendship like that? There must be more adventures and tales to be had. Tell us about your character's rivalries and friendships in the comments below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.